Sunday pour. It is Monday night. We have a big AFC East clash in the background. How the mighty have fallen. Patriots might stink as they sit here late in the second, uh, excuse me, second quarter. Uh, struggling with the Jets right now. So uh, let me bring in my cousin. How was your Sunday? What are you drinking this evening? So Sunday was good. I got a little uh, Budweiser in front of me here as we take in the basement dwellers of the AFC East on uh, on this Monday night. And it was a big weekend for uh, it was a big weekend for the COVID will be over the day after the election crowd. I got to say, there's a lot of shit going on <laughs> this weekend, and none more embarrassing. Then the Notre Dame Fighting Irish faithful storming the field (laughs) on Saturday night after they're the number four ranked team in the country after they beat the number one Clemson Tigers who had their backup quarterback on. Yes. And they stormed the field. And I think it was a Tariqo calling the game. He was like in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> no, just... I, I didn't even pick up on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it's first of all, if you're storming the field, the number four team, and your fans storm the field after being, after being the number one team, the top five, even like top 10 storming the field, top 25 storming the field is bad. I think you should actually lose seating. Like you should go down in the seatings and the standings. That next week, they should be like at most, they should be fifth at best. They should be like fifth seed in the country now. Yeah, I mean, plus you're Notre Dame, you know, talk about how the mighty have fallen. Just that's you're you're supposed to win if you're Notre Dame, and it just shows you where they are right now. Yeah, you're and you're at home too. Yeah, come on, man. It's a yeah, big time match. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That was embarrassing, and it had very little to do with COVID. That was the least, uh, it was more. It just more had to do with being the fourth team in the country. I, like, I can understand college kids not giving a shit about COVID. It's more oh, yeah. of just the, I don't know, just no, not not having self awareness as a sports fan to know that you're Notre Dame and shouldn't be storming the field. It was a big win, just you know, it was a little much. If nothing, we are men of principle, and we've we we know storming the fields from the court has to be a significant upset. To, to garnish that sort of reaction. And yes, uh, un, yeah, un, for, I've always said unranked. You should have to be unranked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could see, you know, maybe we're like a the top 20 or whatever, like a 20, 18th ranked team or whatever. For whatever the reason, I couldn't see it, but I agree with you. It's, it's better be, there better be a good reason. You know what I mean? Like maybe you've lost a dozen games in a row to this team or something like that. And it's kind of, something I don't know, something like that. Like I don't know. Like every game has its own backstory. Yeah. But for the most part, you, you know, you, you you better have a good reason to storm in the field. Yeah, that and wasn't four, good four, enough. Four over one. Yeah, no, had nothing had nothing to do with COVID. <laughs> but but there we but there we were on Saturday night, and all the Joe Biden people were out cheering and, and big crowds, <laughs> and then we put on that game, <laughs> and they're storming the field. And I was like, ah, oh, yeah. I mean, this is just pissing off everybody who for the past eight months was like, why the fuck are we still home <laughs> all this time? Yeah, the the right could not have been happy watching all those uh, people in the street, whether it was New York, Philly, Atlanta. <laughs> I think it was D.C. Yeah, they could, they could not have been happy watching that after they kind of got criticized for uh, 
whatever they were doing the past few months with their rallies and whatnot. It just shows the hypocrisy. Everyone's a hypocrite. No one's no one's above being a hypocrite. We're all human. Also, that's what you leave the house for. I mean, you, there's so much shit you could have been doing, and then you're gonna go watch a, a speech on a screen someplace. That's not really a good reason to go leave the house. I mean. The speech yeah, I can mean, at least understand. It was more like the people in New York who were just hanging out. Yeah, going to watch the actual speech. Yeah, but I'm saying going to like watch it in Times Square or something doesn't make any sense to me. That's no, it's like I, the people I, I, I make fun of all the time. I even before COVID, I used to make fun of the people in Toronto that would go to the Jurassic Park. Oh, losers, and they would go man. watch the game there. I was like, how is that more enjoyable than staying home? Yeah. Yeah, just make, it's just hanging out with a bunch of strangers. But in, I always think it, Cana- it was Canadian, so like no, it's your yeah. people too, man. It's your people too. <laughs> yeah, it's Americans too, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, shaking my head a little bit on Saturday. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, plus, like, I don't know. I, I know I'm like a cynical prick and I hate everybody, but like, I don't know. There was this, it's kind of dorky. No, but there's a good. <laughs> it is. It is incredibly dorky. But I was thinking about. There's a good portion of the country that thinks like that feels like the last good thing to happen in in the united states of america was the cubs winning the world series everything since then has been shit right 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 and including in baseball with the uh, you know a couple of cheaters winning world series and stuff like that so really it is legitimate then when trump was in office you know red sox won and uh astros won and it's like uh the, the yankees haven't won with a republican in offense since uh, eisenhower so maybe there was a bunch of Yankee fans in Times Square pumped up. I hope not. Yeah, just getting their just getting their jollies. <laughs> just trying to get, yeah. Did you know that? Feel like did you know that fun fact? Uh, I know there was like some weird thing with that. I don't, I don't remember exactly. I know like some yeah. with them in Kentucky. Whenever like a Democrat's in office. Oh something. yeah, I think Kentucky has the same thing. Yeah, because they won two in the sixties with JFK. Mm-hmm. In the seventies, late seventies was Carter, mm-hmm. and the, the ones in the nineties were Clinton. And then yep. 09 was Obama. So yeah. maybe Joe Biden is uh, what's going to turn things around in the Bronx. I'm not counting on it. I don't want to uh, sound like I'm a bigger part of this than I really am, but the Yankees have not won a championship when I have not lived in New York. I was I lived I lived in New York to the the first with 96, obviously, and then the three peat. Okay, and then you um, lived in New Jersey. Then I was in. Win. Then I was in New Jersey, you know, one, yeah, and then that's when it all started. And then I was, I moved back, not back, but I moved to New York. And in 09 was my, my, my last year living in New York, and I won. And I left, and uh, ever since, nothing. So I guess I got to start looking for a new place. Well, that's all right. So it's a little bit on you now. You got to get the hell out of Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, when's the farewell party? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, getting back to the crowds again, though, I thought. And I know this is wishful thinking in my stupid brain. I was hoping, like, I was hoping once Biden won, like, the left would just kind of just take it in stride and kind of just stay home, chill, put your feet up. Wouldn't that be, like, the ultimate way to handle it? Just, like, a matter-of-fact win? Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. You act like you've been there before. Yeah. Because yeah, you've, right, you've given the people on the right so much shit about being so defiant about the <laughs> virus and... The, you know, the anti-science party, which, you know, they kind of deserve. Yeah. And then you go out there dancing like idiots at Times Square, and it's like, ah, you're just giving yeah. them so much ammo. Man. Yeah, absolutely. 
It's wishful thinking. Obviously, obviously, we knew yeah, this that, was gonna. Happen. That was the very dumb part of your brain thinking that there was any chance that was gonna happen. People are asking people for get asking, excited. Asking for rationality um, out of people who just oh. want a president. I mean, you were one of seventy-four million. Like, give me a break. Like, come on, it's not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I'll, know, say, won, I'll say, I'll say Powerball. I'll say this. Well, because you know when the MAGA people hit the streets. Because that's coming, I'm sure. They're probably already out there. I, I've been kind of avoiding the news. I'm sure they're out there. But when they hit the streets, just if you're the left, just stay home. You won. Stay home. There's no reason yeah, to clash. Don't, they're going to be protesting. There's no reason to go protest a protest. Okay? Yeah. Stay home. Let them say what they got to say. You just stay home. Put your feet up. Smoke a joint. Have a drink. And chill. Yeah. You, it's legal now. Pretty put much on some, Put on some Netflix and chill. Yes. Well, that's not what that's not going to happen. That's not what no, I, it, I, I, I think part of me thinks that it's, it's got a chance to happen. But I, but I don't they beat they oh uh, these people they always take uh, the bait though. Yeah, no. But what are they going to protest? Who the left? The right. What are the, what's the right going to protest? The election fraud, voter fraud. Yeah, but that's not something that you need to really counter protest right that's exactly that's my point like, you just stay <laughs> home okay so yeah so we're not we're not dealing with logical people here i suppose no but right. it doesn't make any sense though like uh, what's the what's a counter protest going to do for, i don't understand what the protest they just, is people do just for, like mixing it up and just like screaming their views at other people you know what I mean? They're screaming about voter fraud, and the other side will be yelling that Joe Biden's our president. You know, so stupid shit like that. Like, they just can't. Both sides one. just take the bait. They always take the bait. They can't there help. Has, there hasn't been one instance of voter fraud. I mean, like, I think there was a couple of like minor things where it was it was more um, like clerical error or some confusion or something. But like, no. There's not. There's no widespread voter fraud. Oh, there was a guy, um, a mail delivery guy, who like pulled a Newman and just didn't deliver a bunch of mail. Yeah, I heard that. I didn't look. Into it, but... He had two, he had like two ballots on him. He had a bunch of mail, but like two ballots. Oh, I was really? like, it was. No, it was nothing. It was nothing. That's why I used my ballot box. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Um. Yeah. So I mean, there's just no. It's all. It's all unsubstantial. You know, Fox cut off. Uh, the press secretary for <laughs> Trump today. I did see that. I did yeah. see that. Which is, which is, that's the most wild part of this entire week has been kind of like, kind of watching as Trump, you know, uh, as his numbers, as it's coming in that Biden was going to win. And to watch like New York Post was turning on him a little bit, which has been in his corner for, you know, months, years, um, to watch Fox kind of take the like news route instead of, Kind of propping him up. Yeah, well, Fox, he's been turning on – Trump has been turning on Fox a little bit the past, I would say, six months because I think he's kind of trying to lay the groundwork for maybe his own network. Sure. And I think that might be part of the reason Fox is doing their thing. Fox, they, I know they get a bad rap and it's like deservedly so. They have some all right people on Fox. It's like I think Hannity kind of dragged him down because Hannity's just like Trump's mouthpiece. Well, Pro- it's Hannity is – it's yeah, Hannity and Tucker. That those are two guys that, and they're the yeah. big ratings guys that bring it that bring it all down. Right, they're, they're, the, two, the two number one shows. Yeah, yeah, but there's a, there's you're absolutely right. There's a few guys on there who are Brett you know, Bear. Brett Bear's all right. 
Well, he had a good week. He had a good week. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know his career. Uh, Their map guy stinks, though. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Bill, something. That's all I need to know. And I, I didn't like that. All the praise that the CNN guy was getting, man. Like Kornacki's the map guy. Everyone was blowing <laughs> the dude on CNN. Whoever that guy is, something about his hands. I don't know. And I was like, I, mean, I don't know. Korn- I, to me, Kornacki's the gold standard. You're way into these maps, man. I mean, it's it's crazy, like how much information. It's they the know. most I watch the news, like every four years. I don't really, I don't watch those channels that much, except for election election the, cycles. The fact that they're on for hours and are able to be like, oh, here's Texar County, who is up three percent in voting, you know, and it seems like they're doing it all off the cuff for the yeah. most part. Like, oh, and they, oh, well, six, you know, four years ago, you know, it went red, but here we are because of this uptick in voting. Yeah, it's way, you know, it's it's changed two percent, and it's crazy. It's crazy how quick they just kind of bang it all. I know some of them's getting fed to them in an earpiece, but even yeah, still, yeah, just, I feel like I don't know. I could just be a sucker for Kanaki, but it feels like he actually yeah, does you his are. homework. It feels like you he are. does his homework and he knows you his shit. Are, you are a sucker for Kornacki. It's weird. It's a little weird. The guy didn't change his – I don't think he changed his clothes for five days. Like, where was NBC push? I'm sure he changed his clothes. He was wearing the same brown pants and white shirt and tie. Maybe he's just uh, – he's got, a, he's got a wardrobe of the same shit. Yeah, and Twitter he's stole got, my Pepe Sylvia fucking joke. He's got He's got a look. I don't think – I think it's kind of – They stole it. I mean – <laughs> all right you know, i made I it on tuesday during the election show it was nowhere to be seen on twitter then all of a sudden all over the place yeah as, as soon as we started getting listeners pepe sylvia <laughs> <laughs> so all right well that's enough that's enough election shit uh for now yeah nfl this weekend man i don't know i felt like it kind of humbled us <laughs> maybe it was just me well, nah, was just i mean it was yeah was it was a weekend where you kind of look back like, I, mean, I don't, maybe I don't know anything about this fucking sport in this league this year. Yeah. It was. I, I mean, I, the most shocking thing, I think we'll start last night and kind of work our way back. Sure. It takes a lot to really surprise me with uh, NFL games. Like Dallas almost beating the Steelers wasn't that shocking to me. Mm. The Steelers having to pull it out. Uh, you know, the, the Panthers hanging around in KC wasn't that shocking. Like, that just happened. Yep. Mm-hmm. But the Saints dropping 38. If you told me that game was going to be 38-3, I would have been like, all right, well, Tampa, I guess, won 38-3 with the way the Saints have looked. The fact that the Saints beat them in their building 38-3 is unbelievable. And I, here's a stat for you. Saints have seven interceptions on the air. Five of them, they've gotten Brady. Yeah, I mean, somebody doesn't Tom wish he was in the AFC East right now? I mean, he's got to play, you know, he's got a much stiffer competition down there. I guess so, um, but the, the Saints, the thing about the Saints defense is if they've been borderline awful. You know, I think it was just they, they kind of pressured him, right? They got, they, got that, they got down to Brady. They made him, you know, they, he gets a little bit, uh, I mean, his um, – Productivity goes down a little bit when he's pressured. Yeah, he, he's, he's always been he, like that, even in his prime. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I was a giant. Everybody, everybody, their mother knows I was the key to the Giants. Yeah, uh, Super Bowl wins, but um, yeah. I mean, I think that's just kind of what the Saints do well, and that forces him to make bad throws because he looked awful last night. Yeah, and it's just it's just shocking because the Saints have been terrible on defense, and they've played they've played two good games on defense against the Bucks both times. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, they were awful was... against the Raiders that one game on Monday night we were on the air for. Mm-hmm. Uh, who well, the Chargers, we, they, we were on the air for that game. They weren't good. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, the Panthers, they squeaked out a game. Uh, Packers on Sunday night lit them up. So uh, I was just shocked that they held them to three points, and it was just a beatdown. And now, like, everything changes because – I guess you'd have to say the Saints are favored in that division. The, I thought the Bucks were going to take control of the division last night. Now it's kind of back in the Saints' court, no? Uh, yeah. I mean, look, what is what, – yeah, Saints for sure, are six man. and yeah. two. Bucks are six and three with two wins against them. Yeah. Yeah, unless there's some miracle from down below. But, yeah, I mean, it's they're, they're in the driver's seat right now. I mean, they went from being what I called an unimpressive 5-2 and two to now in the running. You know, they're on the short list for being the number one seed in the NFC. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, but you're not – but but don't let, don't let that sway you, what you saw last night. You know, you have to kind of say – No, I know. I know. It's, just, it's one game against a team that maybe, maybe we're not really sure about Tampa. Like, Tampa's still coming together. Their defense we thought was going to be really good last night. Uh, Brady looked terrible. You know who else looked really bad last night? I know he's not the central part of the, their offense, but you know who looked really bad last night? Oh. was Gronkowski. Yeah. There, was a, there, was a le- there was at least two passes that – and Ernest is early on too. There's at least two catches you could have made to extend drives um, when they were down like 7 up or 14 nothing, or they were still in the game where it just, it, 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 it just gave the ball right back to New Orleans and they turned around and scored again on them. And it was just – it killed them. It was like one right by the sideline. It was one they were pinned back. Uh, Would they recover a fumble, I think, or they had an interception? I forget what it was exactly. But they they were coming out of their own end zone, and on third down, Gronk missed the play on the sideline, and it was just they, they had a punt, and then it gave New Orleans great field position. They marched on down and scored again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's Gronk's gonna make plays like that. He looked terrible yesterday. Yeah, not good. Uh, yeah, everybody looked. The defense looked bad. Brady looked bad. Um, it was it was great. I know I I know I picked Tampa, but uh, that was one I was happy to lose. But hey, you know. That's yeah, well, that I think. Yeah, I think we got what we deserved. The amount of shit we've talked about Tampa and how much they stink. <laughs> like the fact that both of us were on them was probably the red flag that <laughs> you know the biggest red flag of all time. The Sunday poor joint, man, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, the let's... worst loss of Brady's career is our fault. So I'll take that. <laughs> what uh you have anything else on Tampa or New Orleans? No, I'm just gonna say about the NFC now. The NFC is kind of wide open now because I expected maybe Tampa to separate themselves and maybe Seattle to separate themselves. Both of them actually came back to the pack a little bit, so it's kind. And Arizona even had a chance yesterday to kind of uh not separate themselves, but like put themselves in a tie for first place. And it's like I don't know. It's it's very. Uh, I feel like yeah. the seven teams that we have now in the playoffs in the NFC are actually going to end up being the seven teams. I was looking at the standings because the cutoff right now is the Bears would be the eighth seed, and I think we both kind of think the Bears are – they're frisky and they'll hang around, but they're just not very good. Yeah, it's not going to be – the eighth seed's not going to be a great team. And then you have – well, this, right. And then you have the Niners who are all banged up. They're probably done. They're done, yeah. So you have like – Tampa, Arizona, and the Rams as your as your uh, wild cards right now. Mm-hmm. San Fran, though, do you see Minnesota or Detroit making a run? Probably not, right? Maybe the Vikings. 
It's right now. It's the, Minnesota, you got to be a little high on Minnesota the way Cook is playing right now. And, yeah. And then Madison, a little two headed monster. And they are. They play not, the Bears next Monday night, too, by the way, in Chicago. Yeah. I think, yeah. If, if they. If they show up on Monday and beat the Bears, yes, and they look good doing it, I think there's a chance. I mean, what's gonna? It's just going to be a matter of Cousins not letting Chicago beat them, the defense beat them, exactly. Which they're, which they're doing. They're, they're keeping the ball out of Cousins' hands as much as they, as much as they possibly can. But I mean, Dalvin Cook's playing out of his mind right now, and that, that there's no way that can last, right? Probably not. But I will say this because they probably, I, I, they probably won't beat Chicago because I don't. I feel like they always lose in Chicago. But if they were to win this game, next three games after that, home Dallas, home Panthers, home Jaguars. It's possible they throw themselves in this mix. Because then the other yeah. teams behind them are Atlanta, Carolina, 3-6. and six, and I don't think they're going to. So I think, like, the seven teams we have now are probably the seven teams. I'm just trying to, like, look for a team that maybe can throw themselves in the race. And the Vikings might be that team. Yeah, that, that seven one could, be shuff- could jockey and shuffle a few times. There's always a team too that just makes a run in the second half out of nowhere. They're three and six, and then they win seven out of eight. And before you know, you go into week seventeen, and they got a shot somehow. I, I think in the beginning of the season, you said that might be Atlanta, right? Like that kind of just well, finds a way. Oh, I think I said about Atlanta is that they're going to be good enough not to get like a top five, top ten pick, right. and, they'll, <laughs> and they'll find a way to win six or seven games, like which is probably which is what they're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. Oh, we'll see. We'll see what they could do. I think, yeah, I think they, they all those teams have a chance to kind of catch a little bit of fire. Yeah. Only because, the, like you said, the NFC is so wide open. And there's just nobody really dominating. And who plays NFC West? Who plays the NFC East? The West is playing the East, right? Because the Rams are like undefeated against the Rams. All their wins are against the NFC East. So oh, I mean, is that if, right? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think they have one win that's not against AFCs, but um, so who yeah, would be so, the team you think falls out? The Rams of that top seven? I w- I I would think so only because I've been against the Rams all season. I watched Arizona yesterday. I don't think it's going to be Arizona. I think I think they're good. Murray is fucking yeah. terrifying. Yeah, they're really good. I agree with you. I agree with that. I don't, think, year, I don't think it's probably, Arizona. They're probably still a year away from really being able to make a deep run. Mm. But I think I think they'll find a way to uh, to get into the playoffs, though. Yeah, I, I'm gonna stick. With, I'm gonna say the Rams fall out. If I had to pick one, I, I would say the Rams. Okay, and you think maybe Chicago, maybe Vikings, like a little Vikings dark horse, get in as a seven seed? I mean, I could, I could, make, you, you could make a case for Chicago, Minnesota, or Detroit making a little bit of a run. You could make a case for Atlanta or Carolina making a little bit of a run. Anybody, I mean, basically, I'm just saying anybody outside of. Dallas and the Giants, right? Because it, it goes Washington. both ways. It goes both ways. One of those teams has to make a run, and then somebody has to come back to the pack. So you think Rams yeah. come back to the pack? All right, I could see that. Yeah, the fact that they, the fact that the Rams wins are against, or most of the wins are against the worst division in the league, mm-hmm. is that that makes me feel like they're kind of pretenders right now. I think we'll learn a little bit about the Rams this week. They play Seattle. That's a game where. That's like a statement win, like they're here to stay. Because they beat Seattle, they're tied for first. Yeah. And you lose to Seattle, and all of a sudden you're like on the brink of not even making the playoffs. That, I don't know what the spread is, but stay away from that game. I don't know where it is, but that's the game that Seattle just doesn't. It's like I know Buffalo was maybe the one, but the, the division game, 
you're kind of expecting Seattle to make a statement. I put a stamp on their season right here. Yeah. Or first half, basically. That's a game that is tight, and you don't want you don't want any part. Where they, what is Seattle favorite by? Are they, is it in Seattle? No, nah, it's in L.A. It's I in... think I saw the Seahawks as a short favorite, like a point. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't touch that game. I mean, no, I know. Tell... those games are always close. Like the Rams have always given them some issues. So yeah, it's uh, no, sorry, it's Rams by a point and a half. See, I mean, it's going to be tempting to take Seattle in that game. Of course, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch that one though. It's it's just one of those. You've mentioned this before as well. Like Seattle just finds a way to be in tight games, and uh, that's every they game definitely close. They very rarely yeah. blow teams out. Yeah, yeah, yep. I got one more note with the NFC. Mm-hmm. I think that the Washington football team should just keep just call themselves the Washington football team. I think that might be the best name they could have. <laughs> I don't think they need a nickname. Yeah, that was tough, man. Uh, my guy Kyle Allen snapping his ankle in half. Yeah. Uh, yep. And then Alex Smith watching him play is tough because he's just he can't really move, and it's just I always feel like he's gonna die on every back and every uh, you know drop back. <laughs> Yeah, usually an, an opposing quarterback when they're playing the Giants and they get a little bit of a rush, mm-hmm. which isn't very often, but there's a little bit of a rush. Um, you know, call it, get him, you know, get in there. Yeah. Uh, but when it's Alex Smith, I'm just kind of like, <gasps> I know. I, yeah, it's like walking on eggshells, man. And uh, it's, a, it's just because you love the guy, right? I mean, he's just one of these guys Smith? that he, yeah, he was just one of these yeah. guys that like he, he wasn't like every kind of, I mean, he wasn't very good. And somehow made himself being to be very good. He ended up being like this gamer mm-hmm. uh, quarterback, and then to come back from his injury is uh, obviously an awesome feat to do. Uh, so now, like the last thing you want to do is you don't want to see this guy get hurt again and just watch his career end in front of your eyes. Yeah. Um, well, but, but he had he had two things working against him, Smith. One, he was a number one overall pick. Standards are way right. too high. Right. Number two, yeah. he was in the Rodgers draft. Rodgers got picked like 25th, and Rodgers one of the best ever. So Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if Smith was a fourth-round pick, you're like, wow, what a steal. They really found yeah. something here. Number That's one overall, fair. you expect a little more. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I, I, The Giants, man, they found a way to win that game. but I thought they were blowing it. Did you? I did. I mean, yeah, they me hit, and, and they wanted to. Let's be honest. They wanted to blow it because they, they punted – Three times down the stretch, they didn't like. They didn't have an extended drive. Like it was, they had a who, five minute. Dr- who but, calls the plays for you guys? Garrett. <laughs> oh, that's, oh shit! Should have done my homework. That makes so much sense. Yeah, he you gets way too. He gets. No, I really forgot. He gets way too concerned. I don't know if he doesn't trust Jones or what. That's might. That might be it. Because yesterday we saw a lot of like underneath throws. Kind of protecting Jones from kind of having to hold the hold the ball for too long. I felt like, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they punted with eleven minutes left. They punted with five minutes left, and uh, Jones had a fumble that that they recovered. That's on second and fourteen. Like it's like that's like they're trying to get the ball away. They're trying to get the ball away and trying to fucking give up the game. And then with two minutes left, they had a three and out, and Jones was sacked on third and six. I mean, he had no chance, but he was sacked on third and six. Uh, to force another punt. So, like, three punts and just not any, like, extended. They just kept giving the ball back. The defense bailed him out. Alex Smith being kind of at the end of his at the end of his rope for all he could kind of give, you know, bailed him out. It was not a, it was not a pretty win. It was not – that's what we talked about last week, man. He just needed to have a quarterback who you can trust to help put the foot on the throat. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not putting it all on him yesterday. But, I mean, you want to see him kind of extend a drive here and there. 
um, especially in the fourth with a lead. But we didn't see it at all. They just so. – the Giants in the second half were just – it was almost like they were playing prevent offense. Yes. That's a great way to put it for sure. You know, you know, like if there was Jones, a fifth quarter, they would have lost. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I, I thought know. they were going to lose. I thought Smith was going to bring them back. And maybe I was wishful thinking because I had Washington in a couple places. But um, I, I really just felt like he was going to bring them back. It was kind of going to be like his one of his last signature. No, you, te- you texted me. You said, uh, is, are you scared? Are you scared of Val Smith? There's just a myth at this point. But I think the myth – the myth is enough for me, and the and the giant and the Giants being the Giants is enough for me too. Yeah, and I was just like, probably more, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, I was terrified. I was terrified of it, but the defense played pretty well. Yeah, they made the and, plays uh, they had to. And, and, and bailed them out. But Daniel Jones would be a great like so, backyard <laughs> backyard quarterback. Yeah, because you can just count to five one thousand and throw the ball away if there's nobody open. It doesn't have to worry about getting sacked or anything. Just, uh-huh. keep, just, stay, just stay still. One one thousand, two one thousand, three one thousand, four one thousand. Here comes the pass rush. Throw it away. That's it. So now, if you sucked yourself back in to thinking like maybe the division, you got yeah, obviously course, have to beat uh, the Eagles. Of course, of course, of course. I'm in. And that tie, <laughs> and, and that, yeah, and that tie is actually because Giants are two and seven, and the Eagles are three, four, and one. So technically, you're. Two and a half back. Yeah, so obviously okay. this is a must win. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's not out of the realm. Like Washington's probably done. I can't see them making a run with Smith. So why wait to speak? Stupid computer. Sorry, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Washington's. I mean, Dallas. You can't. They're done. Washington. I can't see them making a run with Smith. Even even though I do like their defense. So basically, the Eagles can clinch the division Sunday. Yeah, well, they probably will. Because even after yeah. that, the, the Giants have a bye, and they play Cincinnati, Seattle, Arizona. So it's not like they have any kind of wins that they can make. Oh, out. you're playing <laughs> the NFC West. Okay, yeah, it's not good. Well, I was scared yeah. of the Dolphins. I was scared because the Dolphins had to play the NFC West this year, and somehow it feels like they played them all in a row for some reason, and like they actually survived that stretch. So and the NFC West is great, but it's it's uh, other than Seattle, I think it's teams that are you can they're beatable. You already, oh, you already played the Rams and the Niners, right? So you only have a couple teams. Seattle and Arizona, yeah. Two Seattle, teams that Arizona. Can just, that are going to beat us by 60. Yeah, those are probably two best teams in the division. Yeah, so it's pro- <laughs> you're probably not going to make it. It's, it's the Eagles won the division, basically. Yeah. With that yeah. injury to Kyle Allen. Yeah. All right. Uh, what were your thoughts on, uh, on two yesterday going to the desert? Maybe yeah, well, noise. I mean, that's why I didn't want to kill him last week because he won and I was like, he didn't have to do anything. So, what, you know, what the hell? I'm not going to crush the guy for winning no, the game could. by double digits. Then yesterday he, uh, yesterday he had to make plays and he did. So, um, biggest drive of the game was when they were down seven. And I think they started from their own eight maybe. Yeah, 90-something yard. Yep. Yeah, yep. something like a 92-yard drive. And he converted like three or four third downs on that drive. So that impressed me. Uh, no, he looked pretty good, and he looked. The one thing I was worried about him is he's not quite as mobile as these other guys, like Wilson, Murray, even like Herbert and Burrow seem a little bit more nimble. But he mm-hmm. actually made a couple plays with his legs. So, I mean, what could you say? Two and zero defense made a couple big plays, and I'll say this from an Arizona perspective: Kingsbury stunk in the fourth quarter. Ooh, he stunk. He got so tight. <laughs> Flores got a little tight too because they they played for like a fifty something yarder to go up, 
three in the fourth quarter. But Kingsbury on third and one, man, calling a pass play when he could just ran the ball all day mm-hmm. for a yard. And then on fourth and one, he tries to kick a 49-yarder with two minutes left. Like, as a, like, I always think in those situations, if I'm the play caller or if I'm the coach, what does the other team want me to do? As a yeah. Dolphin fan, I was like, please kick the field goal. If you make it, great, we'll take the ball and we have a chance to win it. And if you miss it, great, all we need is a first down to clinch it. So the fact that they came out and were setting up for a field goal, I, yeah. that was like gravy to me. I was like, this is perfect. Because if they go for it, I feel like they're going to get it. And they're going to end up scoring a touchdown. So please attempt the field goal on fourth and one from your, you know, from our 33 yard line. So I thought Kingsbury was terrible, but hey, take the win, move on. Now we have a little bit of a soft spot in our schedule, even though you can't guarantee uh, wins with the Dolphins. It's never historically a good thing. But they have they have four games: Chargers, Broncos, Jets, Bengals. I think it is. Yeah, so yep. that's you know four games where you're probably favored. I don't know if you're favored technically in Denver, but probably. Then they finish with a really rough stretch. It's, I think it's Chiefs, Patriots, which might not look so bad the way they're playing. Then Raiders and Bills. So they're on the short list right now. I mean, there's there's like if you look at the AFC right now, Pittsburgh and KC are competing for the one seed. I guess you could put the Ravens in there a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you have the Bills and Titans who are probably like second-tier teams. But those five teams are probably in, right? Pitt, Casey, Buffalo, Titans, Ravens. And then you have four, five, and three teams. Colts, you don't really love them, right? We knew knew that Phil Rivers game was coming. We saw that from a mile away. (laughs) Colts. Uh, Yeah, I'm not – yeah, but they they just like surprised me. So I'm not not out on them. Plus, I still kind of think their defense – it's Their defense good. was good, man. They were they were in control of that game yesterday before the running back fumbled and they ran back that they ran what was it like eighty something yards, ninety yard fumble return for a touchdown. They were about to go up ten in that game. Yeah, yeah. And the I, wheels just came off. I'm not. Yeah, the Colts are gonna. The Colts might find a way to back to back their way into the playoffs, but it might just be one of those things where they they go nine and seven and then. There's well, one of the one nine seven teams that doesn't get in. Yes, I I actually think nine and seven could get that last seed because it's a bunch of like mediocre teams here. Other five and three team, the Browns. I think we both expect the wheels to come off there, right? Baker yeah, except, has COVID. Except Odell's gone, so maybe that. Oh wait, who? Shit, who's uh, who's the backup? Is he playing? Uh, I don't know. Oh, let's go. Now we're talking. Seneca Wallace. <laughs> I wish. I I would not be excited if it was Seneca Wallace. What the fuck are my backup QB notes? I got it. Hang on. Uh, yeah, I could just fucking Google it. I guess. Oh, Case Keenum. We already. Oh, I think I predicted we'd see Case Keenum. But uh, oh yeah, that's right. All go. right. I think I think yeah. he might be playing this week. We'll see. You did predict it, yeah, but not because of COVID. But you did predict it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that and then you have Vegas five and three. I know you like them. I do, I do. And then you have Although, the Dol- and then you have the Dolphins five and three. So it's those four right now. Looking at it, it's probably those four teams for two spots. All right. Yeah, Dolphins have a chance, man. That's got. They, I mean, they have a chance for that. They have a chance for the AFC East. They got a great shot at the. And, well, the only and, thing I'll say about the division is it took a hit yesterday because the Bills beat Seattle, mm-hmm. and the Bills are the Bills are already four and zero in the division. Okay. And we've already lost to them, so. I mean, it's not impossible. The Bills have some tougher games coming up. 
It's just – it's an uphill climb. You're already a game behind them, and you've lost to them. And the Bills have an awesome record in the division. So, um, I'm not ruling it out. I'm just saying we got to get – we have to at least get within – we have to be tied with the Bills going into that Week 17 game. If we're a game behind, we're, it's the game, the division yeah, will probably already be decided. Yeah. So, we have to get even with them. And I don't know. Like, as good as the Dolphins as, – as favorable as the schedule is, like, they're going to lose some games and – I don't know the Bills. Uh, uh, the Bills aren't on. The Bills aren't unstoppable though. The Bills can put up a dud here. Uh, uh, yeah, you're right, right, right. Um, that was more of us. I think that said more about Seattle's defense yesterday necessarily than it did. But that was probably like the Bills' signature kind of statement win to this to this point. Oh yeah, because every yeah, time was... they every time they stepped up in class, like when they played the Titans and the and the Chiefs, they just did not look ready for prime time. And yesterday, they yeah. Uh, they they've been slumping. They needed that. They gotta let. I I, I mean, if they win the division, man, they gotta let fans in. I'll probably regret saying that because they'll end up playing the Dolphins in the first round. But I just feel <laughs> like it's been twenty five years, man. Jim Kelly. It's a long time ago. You gotta have, you gotta let fans in, man. Yeah, that's probably one of those things where you can. Uh, you gotta yeah. This won't be full capacity, but just just you know, yeah. open open the curfew for a night. So, um, do you give one more question? Do you give any yeah. of these other uh, teams that are three and five or worse a chance, kind of enter into the playoff picture? Denver, no, right? No. no. <laughs> How about New England if they come back in this game? Uh, play the Ravens next week on Sunday night. They are, they don't have an easy schedule. They got to play some NFC West teams too. I have to say no for New England. I mean, mm-hmm. even like tonight, I haven't seen anything that makes me like what what. They could be yeah, the table. I know. Char Chargers two and six. They probably ended their season yesterday, right? They're probably they're they're probably done. I do like the Chargers, but uh they need a new coach. No, yeah, they play the Dolphins and Jets the next two weeks, so it's kind of winnable games. Teams yeah. are chasing, they gotta play the Raiders, so that's the only chance for them. And then um I'll give you how about oh, one more team, Houston. Probably not, right? I I, I want to say, but I, not, there's nothing. Their defense. They is, play Cleveland this week. Who they're chasing? New England, uh, the Colts twice. So it's going to be teams that are in front it's, of them. But you're, it's an uphill battle. You're, you're all these teams you're saying are just. It's just you're going way too far uphill. I just you, you need to, to have mention, a magical. Yeah, run. I just wanted to mention the Falcons and Texans because I, I feel like the the head coaches being gone is like a black cloud being lifted that I would give them a chance <laughs> just to. Oh, and I'll give you one more team, and you have to bear with me on this team. You might not, uh, it might not be a team that you think could make a run. The Bengals, okay. two five and one. Here, just hear me out right now. Okay, they're coming off the bye this week, right? They're going to play at Pittsburgh, which is obviously you know eight and zero team. They probably don't win that game, but if they were to steal it, listen to these next four: mm-hmm. at Washington, home Giants, at Dolphins. Home Cowboys. They yeah. probably don't make a run. It's just they they could be that team that's like looking up and they're like, oh, they've won five in a row and they're they're a game and a half out of the six seventeen. Yeah, you could be looking at them to, towards the end of the season, a couple weeks to go. You're saying, wow, yeah. yeah if, if this if this breaks right and Cleveland loses this game or or, or Indianapolis loses this game, like you know that that, that might yeah. give them a chance to be in there. You might that that's a team that could have. Uh, one of those weird mathematical uh, ways to get into the. I mean, everybody wants to be on Seattle or on Cincinnati anyway because of Burrow. 
So I could, it seems like the we'll story see what that they people do this week. Yeah, we'll see what they do this week in Pittsburgh. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't shock me if they went into Pittsburgh. Yeah. Pittsburgh's vulnerable. I feel like you start playing a little, a little bit tighter when you, when you have that undefeated record, too. I think we even saw that with New England. I don't know if they're at the point yet where they're really thinking about the whole undefeated thing, but I mean, you saw you're it right. in Dallas, man. You're going to get everyone's best shot targets on your back when you're undefeated. So, yep. Just yeah, something could, to look at. And they could be yeah, – they're not a perfect team. They're not, they're not going to go undefeated one or the other. No, nah, they're not going to. They'll lose a couple. So, um, Before we wrap up NFL, I want to mention – I do want to mention that the Jets uniforms on Monday Night Football are the ugliest uniforms in the league, I'm, I think. They're atrocious. They all, yeah, they you got to wear uh, – I don't mind the helmet. It's the black. You got to wear those helmets the, the with whole, the green, right? The whole, the, yeah, the whole thing together, though. The, the green helmets with that black out, uniform – are atrocious. It's it's disgusting. Get off the field. Get get yourself some new whatever third alternate uniforms. They're terrible. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention we had some great performances from backup quarterbacks yesterday. Um, uh, we got a quick run run down the list here, real quick. Uh, my number one is Alex Smith, twenty four of thirty two, three hundred twenty five yards, touchdown, two big interceptions to lose the game. But I'm not looking for a wins at that backup quarterback. So I'm looking for performances. Great mm-hmm. performance. Um, let's see. Next, uh, Garrett Gilbert, 21 of 38 for 243, a touchdown and a pick. Gave, uh, uh, gave, as we just mentioned, gave the Steelers a little bit of a uh, scare. They did, yep. Uh, Jake Lutton came out yesterday, filled in for Gardner Minshew, no. 26 of 38, 304 yeah. yards, a TD and a pick himself. And I don't, I think, think Drew Brees put the Jameis Winston talk on the back burner for now, but Jameis was one for one with for 12 yards. Taysom Hill had a day yesterday, two for two for 48 yards, um, seven run, uh, seven running attempts, for 54 yards and one catch for 21 yards. And then uh, we did have a Mason Rudolph signing yesterday, two for three for three yards. And that's your back. That's your backup update for week nine. We got the masters coming up this weekend pushed back from its usual time of year, which is always early April, coming in right after the NCAA tournament. I admittedly don't know much about golf, so we brought on our golf guy. I booked him yesterday over some Heaven Hill and cigars on my deck as he got the full experience of watching a Dolphins game with me, making his Sunday poor debut, our resident golf expert, the Steiner Recliner. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, guys. Not a problem. We, uh, I booked you yesterday. Uh, yesterday, obviously, I was like, we need somebody who knows golf. And obviously knows golf. But I think, I don't know, you may even have him a little bit in that department. Is that fair or no? Yeah, maybe. I'm sure we probably <laughs> know an equal amount. All right. I, so, no, I, give, I, I, I give Steiner the, uh, the nod here. Sure. All right. I mean, if, right. if you're going to cop out and say you don't know much about it, I'm going to cop out too. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you follow. Like, I'm not even – like, I'm – like, you guys will watch. Like, how do you – how are you – I don't know. Cause this is uh, – this is, as uh, the kids say in 2020, unprecedented. How do you handle <laughs> Sunday? It's going gonna, it's gonna to go on in the morning, right? Uh, yeah, they're, they're uh, teeing off. Yeah. They, I think they're going at, like, 10 is when they're, they're teeing off. Uh, so the the leaders, I think. So I think that means they would be done by uh, 
two thirty, maybe three. Yeah, two thirty, three o'clock. I think so that's like, when the leaders do. So yeah. one o'clock football starting. There's actually no CBS games on uh, Sunday. It's all Fox at one o'clock. How do you handle? Do you watch the you two screens? One golf, one football. Like where? How do you handle that? I would be on two screens. Two screens. Okay. Yeah. If I have to watch it on my phone, I will. Okay. All right, so I got a guy, and this is just with, again, limited knowledge. I think I saw him at 25 to 1. My pick that I'm probably going to put on at least the Twitter page. Maybe I'll put a few shekels on him, too. Tommy Fleetwood, your guys' thoughts. I love Tommy Fleetwood. I don't think he's going to win, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's, always, he's, he's always good for a few bucks in a major. He never, he's one of those guys that you never know, but um, – yeah, I don't see him winning it, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm down. Matt might join you putting a few bucks on. Uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of my guys that I always gravitate to when I'm doing DraftKings or just doing a straight up bet to win the tournament. But I like him a lot. Okay, what's like what does what are his weaknesses? Like what's kept? I, I think I saw he hasn't won a major yet. What is what's like kind of holding him back? Short no, it's, it's just a one little push to the end, like of consistency. He'll. Go two or three rounds, shoot eight, nine under par each round, and then he'll have like a blow up round. So like it's like the Atlanta Falcons, you can't you can't play four quarters. Exactly, he does okay. well, he does three quarters very well. <laughs> All right, gotcha. Another another one of my guys. I think I pick picked them for the was it the PGA? I I can't keep track. I'm, I'm not up that cl- up to date on it usually, anyways. But did they have the PGA tournament this year? They had the Tour Championship and the U.S. Open, I think. And, oh, and they, the they had the Open. PGA Championship, too. All right. Because another guy I always keep my eye on is Jason Day. I think he's won a major before. I don't know if he's ever won a Masters. I think it's been a long time since he's won. Yeah. Day's dangerous, though. He's one of those – same same thing. One of those guys that you, you could see him getting hot. Yeah, he has a he has a, a potential to shoot very low rounds. Right, okay. But I think he has the same problem where he can't do all four. Right, so that's what it comes down to is just consistency over four days. Right. Okay. All right, you got the um, list in front of you, Ant? Yeah, I, my first question for Steiner is, uh, is it's a big news on tour, obviously, is DeChambeau and his win at the Open and just kind of blowing up the, the, the whole tour. Everybody's complaining about how far he hits the fucking ball. Yeah, him claiming he's going to drive the ball over 400 yards now. Yeah, yeah. No swing mechanics. Yeah, he's a he's he's a he's a monster. He's juiced up on something. Rory hates him because uh, I don't know he's better than him or something. And uh, <laughs> I think I think everybody's kind of expecting to see, or everybody's just not expecting, but it thinks there might be a possibility of like a Tiger performance where Tiger showed up at at, at uh, Augusta and just just blew everybody away by outdriving everybody. They they had to make like adjustments to Augusta because of the Tigers game right. basically after, after that. Um I don't like Bryce DeChambeau uh at all. I think he's a dork complaining about fucking ants and shit like that. So I'll be rooting against him no matter what. But does he have a I mean does he have a legit chance to like win this by by big time, like like run away, like wire to wire with this thing. He, he's actually one of the guys that I would stay away from because right. the course is going to play very differently than it would if we, they played in August, just because of the weather. I mean, okay. the ball's not going to go as far. Augusta's already a really they have really tough greens to hit. 
There's a couple really I – what the the corner, the three holes that they have that are really hard. Yeah. yeah. That's going to be tough there. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the hole that Spieth blew up on years ago uh, with the water? 14. 14. I think it was. It's either 14 or 15. Yeah, because I know we had a lot of money on Spieth that year, and he really uh, – that's when I stopped watching golf, I think. Yep. <laughs> that completely discouraged me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think he's he's not consistent enough, like around the greens and getting to the green. That's Deschambeau you're talking about. Yes. Okay. And um, who is he the favorite or second favorite? Was it Rory and then him? I think he's on top. Is he on top? Okay. Yeah. But I, I got. I'm showing Rory is nine to one, and then Bryson and DJ are ten to one. But Bryson could have that. He could have moved up at some point. DJ's issue is putting, right? Is that his issue? Yeah, that was always his biggest issue. So he can get he can get the ball there as well as anybody. It's just uh, can't put it home. Right. All I right. mean, there's also times where he just goes on fire and you can't stop him. Yeah, we, right, saw okay. that, we saw that. We saw that. We saw that recently. Very we, we saw that recently. That might be his one shot for the season, though. Right. Yeah. Really it was a tournament recently where he just he was on he was on fuego. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. My my slide showing Bryson's at plus six fifty. So on the top, Rory's Rory's ten to one. Um, I don't know. Have there been tournaments leading up to this? I assume so, right? There's usually like smaller tournaments. Yeah, there's been one every week for the most part. Do you put any stock into the guys who are playing well leading up to? Always, a, a major? always. Okay, so that makes that makes a big difference. Yeah, that's actually playing a big part into my number one pick. Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, who, who may as well get into it? Who's your number one? Number one is going to be Xander Shoffley. Mm, I saw I saw uh, a little bit of buzz on him on Twitter. Some people had some money on him. Yeah, right. um, we'll give you a couple stats here. Always well, starting off at eleven to one. His last 11 events played, he was in the top 25, and eight of those were top five finishes. He's had six runner-ups in since his last win in last January, so he's definitely due for one. Mm. The last two majors, he the U.S. Open, he was fifth, and the Tour Championship, he was second. So he's definitely... Definitely primed and ready to go, and you can tell he just wants wants something under his belt. Okay, all right, Xander. I do know that name, Xander Shoffley. All right, and you know this guy. What do you uh, What do you got on him? I know I know of him. I don't know I don't know much about him. I, he's, he's a name that's always on leaderboards, though. Um, yep. Yeah, so I could you could see that. Yeah, I don't I don't know where he stands as far as. What we can do, like in a major, but I mean, that's what these majors are for—is for the guys to kind of step up where they never did before. Yeah, yeah it was like he he came in second last year. You said right, tied for second. Oh uh, no, the other, the other majors this year, he's has uh, top five finishes. Oh okay, okay. Did they get? So he's all there. The, did they get the British Open in this year? No, they did not do that one. Because right. they couldn't cross the sea. Uh, oh right, that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, what else? What else? Oh, uh, the, yeah. The biggest thing about Xander too is the, over the last two years, he's 
um, in the top five on approaching the green. So fairway to green and greens in regulation. And anything okay. around the green, he's top five. Okay. Which so, is perfect for Augusta. Right. So I would think, not um, doubling back a little bit, back to DeChambeau, I would think a guy like him would be – You, I, I think it would be the conditions with it being colder down there, it would be favorable to him though, right, because he drives the ball so far. It's, it's, it's obviously harder to drive the ball, right, in, in cold yeah. weather. The problem is if you miss – if you miss too far off the fairway of that course, it's not good for you. Okay, so the margin of error is yeah. slim. And okay. I think he's hitting under fifty percent of fairways this year. But but that was that was also what the thought process was going into the open, right? But he would just hit it so far that even even if it was in trouble, he would be only like ninety yards in from the deep rough. Yeah. So it makes it a little bit easier for him because his approach is not as long as. Some of the guys might be from the deep. Yeah, that, that's also his problem. Is he's like he's an average wedge player for people on tour, which is if you're on tour and you have a wedge in your hand, you you better put it within ten feet every time. So he all right, got, doesn't have that going for him all the time. All right, I got a I got a couple of uh, like older guys. Okay, I want to see like if I if I give you their names, I want to see who like who do you think comes in first of the, like in this grouping. Uh so Phil and Tiger, Lee Westwood, um shit, I wrote somebody else. Oh, and uh, Ian Poulter. Oh, those four guys who's going to be uh who's um, going to who, do, do any of them have a chance to be top 10 and then Yeah, uh, I mean, I would say Spieth and probably Lee Westwood would be the two that I would I, pick over there say, too. Did, I mean, uh, say Spieth. I thought you said Spieth. <laughs> did you say Phil? No, I, Phil Tiger, Ian Poulter, oh, and Phil Lee Tiger. Westwood. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say uh, Lee Westwood and Tiger. Nice. Okay. I mean, Tiger's been playing terribly lately. Yeah. But I mean, his experience and his history at Augusta has—it's undeniable. Okay. All right. How about, you, how about... you can never count him out. I got a group group of three guys for you. I'm not sure. I know one of these guys hasn't won. I think there might be one guy with a major on this, but the other two I don't think so. So uh, these guys always knocking at the door, I feel like, but never have, ne- never really kind of find a way to win a big one. Is John Rahm one of them? Not John Rahm. I don't like John Rahm. This the, name, like the, he... the name John Rahm bothers me. I don't want him to win anything. I don't want him to be on the front page of the paper. John Rahm, <laughs> Master Shamshin. It just if sounds he, terrible. If he spelled his name with an H, would, would he have more respectability? No. Just the way – it's all about how it sounds. Nope. I don't okay. – no. No. It's not a respect thing. It just sounds bad. All right. That's fair. <laughs> uh, no. Here's, here's a three for you, Steiner. Um, okay. Tricky Ricky Fowler, Brandon Todd. Or Brendan or Brandon, Brendan Todd and um, Webb Simpson. I was always a big fan of Ricky, so I mean, I'm taking him over the other guys. The other guys you don't really hear too much about. Oh, and Tony Finau, put him in that group too. Tony Finau, that was one of the guys I had written down. All right, yeah, I like. So, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for Tony to have. Yeah, his, uh, I, I like Tony as a guy too. Moment. I've listened to a couple of podcasts that he did, and I mean, overall, he deserves a win because he's put the work in. Might and might be the best dressed guy coming this weekend too. I'm gonna to take a look. Check check him out this on uh, on the weekend. True. See what he's got. And good thing there's no part three contest, so he can't break his ankle walking down it. 
running down it. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> I forgot about that. Hey, yep, that uh, was him. One of my favorite uh, Masters traditions is Fred Couples being in the leaderboard on Thursday. Yep. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then and then of course like hoping on Friday like oh keep it going Friday and then he of course like falls out of it but um, Freddie Couples is. How old is this guy now? He's got to be 60. Yeah, he's 60s. Yeah, 61, he's in 60s. 61 years old. Uh, 92 champion. Uh, just a fan favorite. All t- all timer. The one one of the few guys on the tour, maybe the only guy on the tour, doesn't wear a glove. Yeah. No we- gloves. Yeah, I was <laughs> always a fan of him too. How about a guy? He's a great like, guy. Uh, I'm looking. I got the odds up right now. How about a guy like Bubba Watson? Do you put anything? Do you? He's won the Masters what twice? I think. Yeah, I think right? he has two green jackets. Two. So do you give him a kind of like a, a little bit of an edge that Tiger has that he's been there and won it before? He kind of just is. Uh, he'll be comfortable if he's on the leaderboard. Going I into think Sunday. him along with uh, you said John Rahm. You mentioned before. I think they kind of just what kind of. They had their run, and then now they're on the downhill slope, and they're not they're not going back up anytime soon. And Rom never won anything, though. He never won a major, right? Watson has some. Yeah, but he, he was on a he was on a good stretch for like a year and a half where he was winning. He was winning tournaments pretty regularly. Okay, so I, and I he I'm really seeing, fell off. Okay, so I'm seeing Rom as the third favorite here. You think he's overvalued? There's yes, no very there. much so. Okay, because I have on mine. You said you had Rory favored in it. I'm going uh, by. Yeah. I'm going on Vegas Insider, and this is from two days ago, so maybe that's why the odds have changed. No, um, this is from last Thursday. So it has DeChambeau eight to one, Dustin Johnson nine to one, Rom ten to one, Rory thirteen to one, and then it has Justin Thomas as the fifth favorite at fourteen to one. What's the deal with? I see Kepka eighteen to one. I thought Kepka was kind of like the, kind of like the guy now. Is he, he coming was, off I of? I think he got injured. Right, that's what I, was I forgot say what he guy. did, but yeah, he was injured. Yeah, he okay. was a gold. He was a golden boy for a while, and even coming into this year, it looked like you know he, he might might keep it going. Just he, he would show up to a major, not play for a couple weeks, and like show, show up to a major and dominate. Yeah, he then, came uh, out right out the gate this year, and then I think the injury really put him back. Yeah. What was the injury? Was it something from like lifting weights or something? Because I knew I do know he bulked up, right? Uh, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Okay. All right, really so sure. who else we got on here? Uh, Patrick Reed, uh, he's one of Masters, no? Yep. That's not one, another one. So he's a guy he's that one, makes... he's Yeah, he's on my list too. Patrick Reed, okay, I see him at 28 to 1. Yep, he's he's uh, really good around the greens. He's top 20 in the strokes gain for putting last two years, which is big at Augusta. And he is also second in par five scoring average over the last two years. Okay, so good around the green. Couple stats, yep. So right. I think he has a pretty good shot again. All right. Do you have a? Um, do you have like a second guy behind Xander that you give out? Um. So I kind of. I would say Reed, but I also want to throw out the newcomer Matt Wolf with a funky swing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to throw him right. out there. First timer, but I mean, his the two other majors they had this year he had top five finishes. And he has a potential to shoot low around. So 
If he gets it going, he can get it going. Okay, I just found Matthew Wolf on my sheet. All right. We Matt either, Wolf, 35 to 1. We even mentioned the uh, PGA champion, uh, Morikawa. Um, was, that just like a, was that just like a shot in the bucket there? Yeah, I'm Back not really the- big on him. Uh, no. a, lot, a lot of people think I, – I don't think it's his first time there, but I just don't think he – the course really suits him well. All right. Uh, let's see. Who else? Any, like, real long shot you have, like somebody who's over 100 to 1, 150 to 1, that's worth, you know, someone putting a $10 on uh, I mean, I think we mentioned Lee Westwood. He was like seventy to one, I think. Okay. Beyond that, I don't. I don't really see anyone that I re- that really stuck out to me. Okay. All right. I was just seeing. I'm just like I have the list up, and I'm just picking out guys who I noticed their names, like Shane Lowry. That guy won something, right? <laughs> the, the Irish guy. <laughs> uh, I, might remember from Ryder Cup or something. I don't know. I thought he won a major one. Uh, didn't he? Possible. British Open. Oh, it's possible. Yeah. Could be. I'm not really sure. I know he doesn't really play in the states that much. Uh, okay. All right. It's just I'm just picking out names at this point down on the list that I recognize. <laughs> uh, Zach Johnson. Yeah, I think not. he's another washed up. He probably won't win. He won't see him winning again anytime soon. DJ Singh, a thousand to one. <laughs> How old is he now? He's in his late 50s, somewhere around there. That'd All be right. awesome. All All right. So, Lee, Lee Westwood, that's, your, that's a long yeah, shot. Yeah, that's probably my longest shot. I have Lee Westwood on here at 95 to 1, so that would be a nice okay. uh, payday. All right. What, have, happened, have, to, what happened to Jordan Spieth, by the way? Uh, he oh, just had Oh, uh, yeah. Flamed out. Instead of going down the mountain, he fucking – Took a parachute, started floating, and then just let go and <laughs> fell all the way down real quick. Because he was supposed to was, be the guy, right? He was supposed to be the next guy. It was a, it was a parachute, but instead when he opened it up, it was like the Acme Anvil. He, just, like, <laughs> looked, he looked up like the, the Wiley Coyote thing is fucking crashed on down. Yeah. Yeah, he's a head case, man. I mean, he was playing pretty – I think he had a decent round or two at the open just fell apart. And it was just, it was just, it was like it's hard to watch sometimes. Yep. Um, that he is just, uh, yeah, he's falling off. It's, I don't know if it's mental. It's like a, uh, was it Ian Baker Finch type thing? But uh, yeah, he's not the same player he was a couple of years ago. No, but, and but I don't think there's a, really any rhyme or reason as to why that happened. It was he didn't get injured or anything. It just got to be in his head. Well, it was that Masters, right, where he hit the water three times or whatever it was. I think it, that's when it all started. Yeah, that was definitely definitely could have something to do with it. Yeah, that was when it all started. That's uh, I never really heard from him since. Have either of you guys seen like pictures of Augusta this like this week leading up to it? Because I think the look of Augusta is going to be a lot different than what we're used to, right? I mean, I'm sure like leaves are changing and shit. Uh, it's going to be I, I like. It's gonna be yeah. Out. I haven't seen anything. Are they letting fans in or nope. half court? No, no fans. They're not doing any, anything they do during the week. It's going to be the tournament, the players, and that's it. No pimento cheese sandwiches or whatever they are. 
Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be it. Then these other majors, same thing, no fans? Yeah. 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 I think they like, started doing, like, families and stuff that they're allowing there. And the game doesn't really lose anything, though, right, on TV, watching it without fans. It's not a big deal. I mean, on Sunday, like – if it's, oh, if it's Sunday, cl- if it, Sunday, if it's close, and mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing like you're, you're watching somebody putt on 14, and then you hear like a roar from the crowd, like, oh, like, where'd that come from? Like, who's, you know, what happened over there? And then, you know, then Nance will like bring it over, like, oh, just seconds ago on the 17th <laughs> yeah. hole, you know, for birdie. And it's think, like that, that kind of stuff you will miss. I don't think the actual PGA is losing anything out of it. I think it's just the venues that are, that are, taking the big hit there okay and just the fans a little bit at home too yeah so the fans do the fans do add a little something that's the other thing about golf this year like you had to buy up a subscription to something to watch golf all year otherwise it would only be on two or three hours a day yeah i did that for the pga i got espn plus for the pga yep (laughs) i think there was a cbs sports thing you could have got to watch it all day but it's like 10 bucks a month is that what the Masters is going to be on? Uh, the Masters was always, was always free. You can download the app on your phone or watch the app, and they have coverage okay. all day. Nice. Yep. That's good. Um, oh, shit. I just had a question. I can't fucking remember what it was. Uh, oh, I was, I was going to mention, at, at, like the, at the um, U.S. Open, there was, like, it was kind of through a residential neighborhood, so you'd see people – like at their fences, they have the friends over their house yeah. watching at certain holes. Augusta is pretty secluded, right? From right on. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think there's that. anything around there, really. That's too bad. That's always yeah. fun to see like, those people just hanging over. Even at, um, what do you call it? The GHO. Not the GHO anymore. What do you call it? In, in, up here. The Connecticut tournament over here. Oh, uh, UCBC? Yeah, the one at Highlands. River yeah. Highlands, yeah. Uh, even there, you can see there's people this year. That, that was like one of the first tournaments coming back from everything was was up there and there are yep. people they, uh, they just kind of on their hands every year or something or early june yeah yeah there's people there's there's fans on their in their yards or whatever watching yeah it was, it was pretty cool uh yeah cool story about uh, that i actually know someone who works in the dining room part and he okay. says the amount of tips that they get from the players is ridiculous he said Phil's just handing out hundreds to everyone. Well, not from Tiger, though, I've heard. <laughs> no. Tiger and the Tori. He said Phil's very generous. <laughs> Phil, okay, Phil, very generous. That all makes right. that makes sense. Well, you know, you got to get rid of all that that money that you got from insider trading. <laughs> you got to clean it somehow. Give it oh, to is that true? Did he get busted doing that? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Everybody loves Phil. It doesn't matter. Yeah, he is yep. kind of he is beloved. Phil could run. Phil could run some run the kid over drunk, and they'd be like, "Ah, it's just Phil." Uh, yeah, yeah, lefty, lefty. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of speaking of drunk, you saw that uh, just before we came on, Tony Rusick was uh, charged with another DUI in February. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't see the, the details. Fir- the on first it. one, the first one was in Saint. Did he fall asleep at a stoplight in St. Louis? It was that it was that a few hours you just fall asleep. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was not... was, the, was the car in park? Is the question right? Let's not. Yeah, let's let's not 
let's not call this guy out something that didn't actually happen. All right. I feel bad labeling somebody. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. I think I got that story right. No, nah, no, nah, you nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh well it's not as offensive as did you just see where they showed Bon Jovi in the booth sitting next to Kraft with a Patriots hat on? Oh, oh yeah. I mean that guy. I'm. I know. He's another one that's beloved by everyone, man. What a fucking phony he is. Oh yeah. I just look at his face. His face is phony. His face is all like plastic looking. You know he's fake. Fake all the way through. All the way down to his black soul. Hey, For sure. I, all right, come on, man. Him. You can't. You can't. <laughs> you, you can't pride yourself on being this Jersey guy and then go to MetLife with a and sit with Bob Kraft with a Patriots hat on. That's just. Nah. Be friends with the guy or whatever. Maybe Bon Jovi's behind the uh, whatever you want to call it. Craft got mixed up in that sex ring, human trafficking. I mean, Bon Jovi I want, had something to do with that. I wouldn't be surprised. Rock stars, you know that uh, the Hollywood elite are all involved in like sex trafficking. From yeah, what I understand, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> see, there you go. That's 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 uh, unanimous. Yes, this is yeah. We're not. This is an anti-Bon Jovi podcast. That's where they <laughs> met down in Florida. Yep. <laughs> so all right stein how you hitting them how'd you hit them this weekend uh, it was a bad 94 but we're getting there we're getting there what happened uh i heard one of your playing partners was a little pissed off oh jeff yeah <laughs> jeff just did not have a good day complete meltdown yeah it was it was bad from the start any clubs thrown? Any clubs thrown? Um, there was one that was almost smashed in half. Oh man, Put- putter or like a long? Nah, was, I think it was like an iron or something. Oh, but man. he did mention he wants to bring a set of shitty clubs so he can smash them when uh, he hits a bad <laughs> shot. Does everyone keep track of their own scores? Is that how it works? Um, Steinke- I think Stein. I think Steiner keeps track of everybody's score. He knows Steiner. He's like one of the few guys I've ever played with that knows everybody's score at the end of a hole. Yeah, I, I actually started when uh, our friend Mike do that. So he, oh, he, he keeps track of everything when I play with him, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you're 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 responsible for keeping track of your own score, basically. Yeah, of course. Otherwise, uh your your uh your scorecard is ineligible. If you sign it, you get disqualified. If you fuck it up. And I heard you guys are playing an hour earlier this Sunday, so the uh, football pool doesn't potentially fall apart like it almost did. <laughs> yeah, our tea time seven instead of eight. Right, Gotta watch out for that frost late, man. It's gonna be cold this weekend. Because there was there was yeah, picks we'll being see. written in. There was picks being written in at twenty after one. I don't want to say anything, but oh man. <laughs> I mean, that's I had people. So- I had people texted me. Where's the board? I had a makeup shit about having bad internet. Oh no, <laughs> Flacco just threw a Flacco just threw a pick. <laughs> hey, that's something you got to bring up with the board guy. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's being put on blast right now on the show. <laughs> I uh, I was so angry that I wasn't at breakfast just to see everybody seething that he wasn't there. I thought it was, well, hyster- it was, just, it was I thought just, it was hysterical. It was just me and intern Kyle drinking white Russians. <laughs> he, he, yeah, he, was, gets, uh, he was making buttons, yeah. He gets... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nothing gets his blood boiling like a good white Russian on a Sunday morning. Oh and, yeah, and and Jeff just fucking with his whole, I don't know, groove or whatever. Yeah, yep. He's a fun target. He's a fun target for intern Kyle. 
likes to go at him. Oh yeah, he met him right in the doorway when he got there. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the uh, what was the opening line as you as you came in the front door? What was his greeting? I think it was like a very condescending, "Hey, Jeff." <laughs> I was very passive very, aggressive. Very good impression, though. That was excellent. <laughs> uh, everything worked out, though. Uh, we had a little heaven hill, and uh, I went. I went. Uh, I wouldn't say it worked out. You see my pick? I don't think it worked out at all. Yeah, I think I looked at the board actually, and there was like only seven people left with, uh, who don't have a strike. It's been a shit show these first couple weeks. First two weeks, stuff great. Tough. Tough. That's great. Yeah, I love it. That's Everyone's great. picking the same teams, same like three or four teams. Yeah, yeah. We were talking football before about like how Seattle. Seattle's been one of those teams that people yep. have been picking. Tampa last night was a big one. I was pissed oh, that I was pissed that people were on Washington yesterday. A lot, thought, of people had, thought, a lot of people had Tampa in the pool. Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. There was at least there was at least four, four or five. I, I know think. a couple a of my guys did. Bunch of Arizonas I had. Oh, were there? Yeah, at least for my guys. People keep disrespecting the Dolphins, all right. And the Giants, apparently. So the guys that are Washington? Yeah, I was pissed about that because I thought Washington was kind of not a contrarian play, but kind of an under-the-radar play. And then I, as soon as I saw the Washingtons all coming in, I, I knew I was in trouble. <laughs> I mean, I was on Washington, so. Yeah, I know. We were all – I was. I, we were talking about that before. I told them how we were kind of pulling for the Oxmith comeback, but it just wasn't. Yep. It's, the guy can't move. What are you going to do? I was hoping he had one more moment in him, you know? That was the time to do it. It was. It was. He had the ball twice, down three, and he uh, threw the pick. Peppers got him, and then uh, who else got him? Bradbury? No, I forget it was Pepper. I forget the second one was. It's Peppers yeah. again. I know Peppers got him the first time, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Halfway point. All right. Well, unless you got anything else, Steiner, you got anything you want to add while we, while we got you? Anything you mm-hmm. want to plug? <laughs> <laughs> I think I covered everything I wanted to say. Uh, you're awesome, man. Thanks Let's for coming on. It, man. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, all right. Not a problem. Well, I guess that'll do it for uh, this week's edition of Sunday Porch. Stein, hang on for a second after. You can join us on the post show if you want. You got it. Uh, we'll be back here on Thursday night with more. Thanks, as always, for listening. Have a great rest of your week. Until then. Take care. About that, Stein coming in. Like, no problem. Like, it's an old pro coming in here. I love it. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good, man. It did great. That was awesome. Yeah, we needed needed it. Fresh voice? Yeah, just, uh, well, yeah, more because of the golf. Because neither of us really had anything written down about golf. So you came in with, like, stats and shit. That was uh, helpful. Figured out how to do something. (laughs) Yeah, I did. I was thinking all day, like, how to kind of – kind of get the conversation going and as we were talking I was like oh do a couple uh, groupings like that old guys kind of middle of the pack guys like get them going I'm like going through like who's playing who's playing <laughs> oh yeah yeah I that mean, was great man it's hard because when you're looking at it it's like you know maybe 20 people on the whole list 
and the other 50 people in the tournament you don't even you never even heard of. Yeah. And then you have, like, your favorites, too, like these guys you like. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to, to bet on them. Yep. But you're like, well, if I'm going to root for a guy and you know, put a few bucks on the guy, I might as well be this guy. But then they're not even in it on Sunday. and wonder what the fuck you were thinking. Yeah. Just because you like the motherfucker. But, yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, though, man, because it's just interesting to see this tournament kind of out of its usual element. Mm-hmm. Any chance and, it backfires and you don't, you oh, just, you're not really into it. Well, the weather apparently is atrocious. The weather reports is awful. Yeah, the weather's not going to be good. So cold or like rain, rainy, a lot of I think rain. There was thunder. I think there were thunderstorms one day. Oh, so they uh, usually if it's thunderstorms, they have to kind of postpone or push it back, th- right? Th- yeah, thunder they have to. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'll give you the quick. I think they've had like. 30 rounds in the history of the Masters had to get canceled that day. Okay, so usually they get them in. Yeah, I mean, they should get the whole tournament in. You got that weather. Yeah, this can't be right. Wow, it looks... I just pulled up that that week long. It looks... uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Thursday, thunderstorms. 90% chance of rain. Friday, showers, 40% chance of rain. Saturday, showers. Sunday, showers. This would be even better. This is this would be even better, like the bizarro Augusta National. Just no birds chirping, no sun shining, just doom and gloom, overcast, rain coming down, bucket hats and uh, umbrellas and shit. And let me see who can just muck it up. So you do you guys That's prefer when it, do you guys prefer when it's like that? Because I, I have heard some golf fans complain when a course plays too easy, but I've also heard <laughs> golf fans complain when a course plays too hard. So like, what you? It's kind of like if you prefer a pitcher's duel or a home run derby, right? Kind of like. I think it's going to be a very low scoring round for sure. Low scoring you, tournament. So like something like minus three, minus four, as opposed to minus fifteen, right? Do you prefer that, or do you prefer when guys are just banging birdies and eagles all over the place? I'm kind of in between on that. I don't know. Like, I like to see the big the big shots, but at the same time, it's like everyone's doing it, so there's no... You want to see somebody earn it. You want to, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, you know, so there's, like, yeah. no in between where, like, everyone's just crushing the course. There's no, like, one person that's just playing really well. Okay. Yeah, usually it's one guy playing out of his mind, and it's not. It, I wouldn't mind seeing a duel like that, where two guys are like birdie back, to, like just head to head, birdie, 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 like going, just knocking each other's heads into the ground. But usually it's just one guy running away with it. Yep. And I and I've said this before. I I just like when the pros are put in uncomfortable positions. So if That's it's rainy, and, so it's rainy and windy. Most likely, yeah. And if they're, if they're complaining about the conditions, I like it. Yeah, That's I my like that. everyone's playing with yeah. the same. It's the same, you know, same conditions for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's where I stand with it. Uh, yeah, Thursday morning. Let's see it. I want to see some. I want to see some hard rains. I want to see some winds, some windbreakers. And these guys are kind of creatures of habit, so they're they don't. They're probably not. You know, they don't prefer like the the tough weather. They're used to going down there and having it be beautiful. Yeah, they they don't want it raining while they're playing. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> I would imagine. I, I would think if it rained like the day before, that would probably be better for them because the greens will be a lot softer and they could control the ball. But that's probably not going to be the case. Gotcha. You might get you might get that come Sunday, but at that point, the yeah. course has been walked on all week. Wow. And I mean, the course does hold water pretty well, from what I remember. But it's going to be a lot of rain. Yeah, it's Augusta. Augusta is like one. Of the, I don't know how they do it, man. Their groundskeepers are top notch. Oh, the best in the world. Yeah. Well, I'm second to Danny Cunningham, Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. True. That's fair. True. <laughs> that Kentucky Blue can't go Bears. against that. All right. All right. Well, we'll go watch uh, Jets blow this lead. They did they blow it already? Yeah, uh, they're. I mean, most likely yeah. going to. Trying to. Yeah. All right, Stein, Steiner. Thanks a lot for coming on, man. Again, appreciate it. That was good stuff. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. All right. I'll get this, I'll get this out in a little bit. All right. All right. See you. See you.